1: Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for September 16th, 2021. I am your host, Tamur Hussein, and you came here expecting a Tim Tam Thursdays. Unfortunately, you will not be getting that because I am joined by the leftover puppy himself, Blessing Adeoye Jr. What's poppin', Bless? Tomor Hussein, how's it going? It's lovely to be here with it's you. It's going well. People expected Tim. Tim's having they some power issues. So we got, yeah. we got a Blessing in. Blessings, they expected but... they expected LaCroix poppy instead. They got leftover poppy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're, we're happy to have you, of course. Uh, blessing, September 6th. Yes, 16th, September 16th. 16th. Today, National Play-Doh Day, a day on which we oh. acknowledge mul- we acknowledge the moldable substance designed originally to clean wall- wallpaper, but we celebrate it for giving shape and form to the imagination of children and adults around the world. I feel like I relearn that wallpaper thing once a year,
2: and I always forget it. And so it's mm. always pleasant to be reminded that that was the original intent of Play-Doh. Uh, <laughs> so that's first and foremost. Second, tomorrow, when was the last time you played around with Play-Doh? It's been a while, but
1: Play-Doh is a weird thing where I, it, I haven't touched it in years, but I know I can mm. feel it on my hands. You and can feel I can it. You can smell it, too. I can smell it. Yep. I'm sad to admit, I can it's... taste it. I can it's case. so, it's oh, so God. weird that it was made
3: to clean walls and then they immediately were like, "Oh, let's add food coloring in it and then it'll stain everything that it goes on. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what yeah. a weird thing.
2: Also, I'm going to say it. I wish it tastes better. As a child, I, wish it I was it always like, bad. this yeah. looks like it's going to be delicious.
3: It never was. Yeah.
2: I mean, if they made Play-Doh taste better, would, I feel like that would kill a lot of children.
1: I feel like there's a reason. It's the same way you. Yeah. The same reason why you it's make mostly Nintendo dough. cartridges I'm, taste bad. I'm pretty bad. sure it's mostly dough. Yeah. I mean, like, has anyone ever tried to bake I mean, a cake play out of dough. Play-Doh? Technically it is, though. Anyone made a loaf of bread? All I'm no, saying is... No, it, it, it becomes like clay almost when you bake it, I'm right? Sh- I'm sure there's some innovators in the Kind of fun community that can make it work. But if anyone's the out hell. there and willing to take on the challenge, let's see a Play-Doh cake made out of Play-Doh that is edible.
2: Tomorrow, you mentioned that it is September 16th, and
0: mm-hmm. it's a special
2: date for a few reasons. Mm-hmm. One... The Lost Judgment embargo is up for reviews. I've been mm-hmm. playing Lost Judgment. It's it's one of the many games that I've been lo- lo- losing myself in, and I've been having an absolutely amazing time playing Lost Judgment. Right. And it's funny because I didn't even play the first judgment. I hopped right into Lost <laughs> Judgment and immediately started having a good time. I'm like I'm I'm a few chapters in, uh, probably like six six ish hours. But just wanted to throw it out there because I don't know if we have a segment or if there's an upcoming show or anything that'd be able to talk about it. It is a very fun game. Like it is a very
1: fun game. Want to say that real quick. Yeah, so I mean, like, I, I was going to say, uh, uh, we have a review of it up on GameSpot.com. Um, and uh, we gave it a seven out of 10 and talked about how it is a fun game. I'm interested from you, Bless, because the it also tackles some incredibly heavy subject matter, including yes. bullying and to some degree assault as well. And, uh, it starts off kind of like handling it in one way. And from if you've read the Polygon review, it does something with its handling of that that can be quite a shock to a lot of people so how are you finding it in terms of thematically and narratively
2: thematic thematically i'm early enough to where i don't think i, I i'm not in the places where they're they're uh coming full circle on how they're handling that stuff like they're introducing a lot of this stuff the game starts off early on tackling bullying as one of the main uh main things of this game because you know you like Early in this game, you're tasked with going to a school and investigating shit that's going on in that school and you're trying to get to the bottom of like, what is the bullying situation like what it it feels very almost low stakes for a private detective to Mm -hmm. get hired to, to go to a school to like see like, hey, is there bullying going on? and from there it seems to build and build and try to and and snowballs into something bigger i'm still in that process of snowballing right like it's still for me i'm still in the place where it's getting bigger and bigger the things that i'm appreciating so far are like the interactions the high school stuff i do think is interesting because it reminds me almost of like a persona kind of uh setting where you know you are like you're tasked with like being the the uh, lead of a club you're doing and you're in you're an adult right unlike in persona where you're a student uh you're an adult like leading certain clubs you are interacting with uh students it has kind of that persona slant to it which i appreciate Mm. but it does have more of a serious i guess vibe than persona because persona 5 even though persona 5 tackles a lot of serious issues it's super stylized and Mm. it's it's it has like that jazz funk flair to it that kind of takes you out of it and doesn't really paint it as serious as the actual subject matter of Persona is. Right. Uh, Lost Judgment does paint that stuff serious, even though it does have the over the over the top nature of lot of Judgment in Yakuza. Uh, it still it, it still tackles that stuff in a way that feels okay. They're 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 getting into this like they're gonna face this stuff head on. And for where I'm at with the stuff right now, the bullying stuff doesn't seem egregious. It seems fairly tasteful so far but again like i'm i'm still early on in that right and the other stuff seems to be very like par for the course for detective drama right like it feels like i'm watching a, a netflix detective show in a lot of instances and like yeah. i'm not like th- there of course it's it's judgement and so like there's a murder case there's other things and like there there have been some scenes where i'm like oh damn that's kind of gross like that's kind of real it's kind of disgusting but uh, yeah, I'm not, de- I'm not that deep enough in it yet to where it's like, oh shit, I don't know how I feel about this yet. Um, but so far I have been, in- I have been digging it.
1: Yeah. I'm interested to see how it carries on for you. Um, we don't have a segment dedicated to lost judgment reviews. Ordinarily, I know that's something that we would do, but I do encourage everyone to go out there and read the reviews before, or, uh, if you're interested in it, um, instead we do have a bunch of other big stories. Today's stories include battlefield 2042 being delayed. A new Nintendo controller and Deltarune. I know this is gonna make uh, Blessing excited. And Tamor, uh, yeah. we
2: have you didn't mention the biggest story of uh-huh. KFGD today. Uh-huh. We're happy to officially announce that Tamor Hussein is a part-timer, is gonna be and is gonna be regularly hosting on KFGD alongside Tim uh, Tim Geddes for Tim TM Thursdays. <laughs> yeah. It's a regular Congratulations, yeah! D- <laughs> D- Sam. <laughs> yeah, Greg is gonna be yeah, up for paternity leave, and so you are going You're going to be taking over Thursdays with Tim, which is very exciting.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, uh, it's been a a while. Getting that offer was unbelievable. Um, I've been watching the kind of funny stuff since years and years now, like from the very start. And I started off being a lurker. And that was a lot of it because, you know, gaming communities can be one, notoriously difficult to get into and two, can Mm -hmm. be a little weird. And I very quickly learned that this was a very different kind of community. And I started off being just a a best friend in the chat and having such a great time. And then over time have, you know, contributed to the content here and Having you guys all support and having you all go, you guys, you know, include me has been, wild. it's been a dream come true. And over the last year during this like quarantine period where it's been really like intensely happening and doing it more and more, it's been one of the things I look forward to on a week to week basis on top of Hell my yeah. usual work. It's been like, I wonder what cool things I might be able to do with the KF crew and I get to consume it and also now be part of it. And the community has been so, so receptive and so like positive towards me and helping me whenever encouraging me. and showing me how to do things right and wrong and suggesting things and i've loved doing that and i hope that uh i can continue to um perform well for you guys and i'm excited to to kind of be a bigger part of the 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 uh, shows that are coming up yeah Dude, I'm, i mean i'm super
2: excited to have you you know I've, I've i'm i'm mad at tim because tim has cornered the tam market and so like you know he gets to host with you and and part of me was part of me was excited when i saw that uh tim's power went out because that means that i get to host with tam for the first time even though that means I'm, I, I missed my haircut that i was supposed to get at 9 30. but you know hosting with you i i've one is exciting because you know we've been doing the metal gear solid streams and you've mm-hmm. been absolutely killing it when it comes to that and it's been a wonderful display of like yo tam one tam knows his stuff tam uh loves and appreciates video games uh and tam is a dude who's been in the industry for a long time now and like you know knows the knows the ins and outs. khd is the perfect I would say venue for you to like come through and shine and cover news and like educate the audience educate me right because like you know i feel i even though now i've been on kfg for almost approaching two years i still feel like i'm very much a student of the game where i still listen i'm like Oh, shit, man. I love these perspectives. I love listening to these guys talk about video games. Mm -hmm. So very excited to have you, Tam. Very excited to listen to Tim Tam Thursdays. Very excited for uh, Tim's power to to go out in the future and to uh,
1: replace him on Thursdays uh, regularly. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you so much. I feel like I've gained, like, uh, thousands and thousands of new friends in, in, like, uh, doing this. So that is incredibly exciting for me. Uh, And I'm glad that I can be here. But you are, of course watching kind of funny games daily where each and every week at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv kindoffunnygames slash kind of funny games we run you through all the news that you need to know to prove to all your friends that you are the coolest and most knowledgeable gamer on the internet if you're watching live you can correct us when we get something wrong by going to kindoffunny.com forward slash you're wrong hopefully we won't get anything wrong but if you want to correct us because we did that is where to go Um, If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com forward slash kind of funny games or on roosterteeth.com or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily. To be part of the show, just head to patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free along with exclusive daily post shows. Housekeeping. I mean, goddamn one time, let it be a bad game of sweeping. Uh, Love that. You like that? You like that? That was just for you. That was uh, th- There is a new episode of PSI Love You XOXO, and it is jam-packed with goodness. It's got Andy previewing Solar Ash. That boy knows his video games, and he knows how to preview them. There's a massive breakdown of all the unanswered questions from the PlayStation Showcase, which has got uh, really, really good insight and information in it. There's some chat about Twisted Metal because people really care about Twisted Metal, and Anthony Mackie is attaching himself to Twisted Metal, which is an exciting future for that franchise. There's PlayStation Studio talk, and of course, Deathloop. Plenty of stuff for you to check out, and a reminder: uh, this month is September, which means it's also September on Twitch. That means viewers across the platform throughout the month can take advantage of twenty percent off subscriptions for the first time for first-time subscribers and gifted subs. Your support is obviously imperative to Kind of Funny, and the team is currently putting out some banging streams every day between this Kind of Funny Games Daily. There's that Surgeon Simulator stuff nonsense that I've been seeing nonstop, and it is wild and amazing. There's the infamous Baby Race, as I like to call it. There's the Metal Gear Solid streams, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff that I've definitely forgotten. But needless to say, if you're spending money on a sub, you are getting your money's worth. Um, You can take advantage of this deal right now and receive benefits like ad-free viewing, sub emotes, and plenty more. And of course, we want to thank our Patreon producers, the Kind of Funny, Destiny 2 PC Clan, and Blackjack. And today, we are brought to you by DoorDash and Canva, but you'll learn more about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report it's time for some damn news we have five stories today Ah, baker's dozen exactly kevin thank you so much that was high energy and powerful i appreciate it the first story comes from eddie McCoo and gabe Gowen at gamespot.com the best what video you, game website on the internet Look at you referencing your own website. Don't make me pop off with my top off. It's GameSpot or nothing. (laughs) Uh, And the big story, of course, is Battlefield 2042 has been delayed to November 19th. That is Battlefield 2042 will not launch on schedule as the studio has confirmed on Wednesday that the military shooter will now arrive on November 19th. It was previously stated to launch on October 22nd. 22nd. Jeez, I can't talk anymore. The delay is no big surprise as rumors and reports pointed to one ea said the teams did not have the opportunity to get back together in person to work on finishing the game and that this meant that extra time was needed before it would be ready the game is now releasing very close to halo infinite so it's now coming a few weeks later after call of duty vanguard instead of right before it they released a statement on twitter and the statement reads "Building the next generation of battlefield during a global pandemic has created unforeseen challenges for our development team Given the scale and scope of the game, we had hoped our teams would be back in our studios together as we move towards the launch. With the ongoing conditions not allowing that to happen safely, and with all the hard work the teams are doing from home, we feel it's important to take that extra time to deliver on the vision of Battlefield 2042 for our players. Blessing, how do you feel about a Battlefield delay? Do you think it's ultimately going to be working out in their favor?
2: I mean, delays always work out in both the favor of the de- the developers and the players, right? Like, only good things can come from a delay most of the time. Usually that means that we're going to get shipped a game that's in a better state. Hopefully whatever bugs or glitches or whatever in there that's not... Optimized or complete, those get worked out and we're able to have a better game before it. it is like uh because of it. It's like the Miyamoto quote, right? Like mm-hmm. a good game is good <laughs> forever, but a delayed game is better s- for some reason because of it. Yeah. And like, you know, that I, I think Miyamoto,
1: Wayne Gretzky. That's how it goes, right? Wayne Wayne Gretzky, Michael exactly. Okay, yeah, Michael yeah, Scott. Yeah,
2: you know, it's 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 always that thing of like, cool, yeah, delays are are always, I think, a bummer for ah, oh, I want to play this game now, but It's going to result in a better thing that said, one of the things we talked about yesterday when this news was originally being talked about reported, but we didn't have official confirmation. One of the things I was mentioned was late November and there wasn't an exact uh, uh, date on when the game would actually come out and so me and Andy had the back and forth of like is it going to be too close to halo infinite like how did, how are those going to affect each other is this ultimately going to turn into the battle of the first person shooters which this whole this whole fall already feels like the battle of the first person shooters but uh, uh taking all of them and kind of condensing them into even a shorter time frame is only going to amplify that i think this is fine right like november november 19th is far enough away from december 8th to where I think people will get that what three weeks of fill of battlefield 2042 and of course like the people that are going to stick with it are going to stick with it and of course like halo infinite is for people who who uh have the xbox who have a pc who have a platform that can play it and that community is very much going to be into halo infinite regardless and the in the the multiplayer being free i think is going to get people into that game regardless that you know I think here it's more Battlefield's game to to lose if we're putting them up against each other. Battlefield having the space to kind of breathe for at least three weeks is going to do a lot for it in terms of it not being interrupted. I think the other thing though is it being put out after Call of Duty, which I got to look up when Call of Duty Vanguard is actually supposed to release, because regardless, Call of Duty is a big release, is, is the biggest release every single year, mm. right? And so that being the case, Battlefield... Battlefield coming out after that, in between those two games, is going to be a challenge, I would say, for that game. Because it's going to be hard to, one, feed people off of Call of Duty, but then also, as you're feeding people off of Call of Duty, keep people on as Halo Infinite is coming through, right? Like, that's a difficult place to be, and you're literally in between a rock and a hard place uh, in that situation. And so, like, that's the thing I worry about a little bit. Regardless, you know, like, these are all games that are going to have a few weeks to breathe between each other, and so hopefully... In an ideal situation they're they're all able to thrive but Mm. it's a wait and see kind of thing
1: yeah i think that it's a it's definitely the right decision especially given the kind of trend that battlefield is on and also the place where first person shooters the major first person shooters are right now i think um for a lot of them they're in a position where it's it feels like make or break for a lot of them if you get what i mean like Mm halo feels like it's in a make or break situation we had a few okay halo games but nothing that really captured the magnitude of how uh, like how amazing and how all-encompassing halo was back in its prime but that that is what microsoft ultimately wants from it and it's what fans of halo ultimately want as well right and where they are currently it's like a tricky position because they have already piecemealed it and we're not we're not getting the co-op and that kind of stuff so they're in a strange position call of duty is in this position where you know war zone is the thing and now it's kind of like how do we release a new game without screwing up what we've got going here so like they have their own challenges around that and for battlefield i feel like they're in a position where they need to hit hard from the outset to make sure that they remain in the mind mind share of you know first person shooter players and like as good as okay as the games have been recently, if there's one thing that kind of ties them to the last few releases together is their launches have always been very shaky, Um, Mm, mainly because of the ambition of those games, right? Like they're always massive uh, scale and they're always doing so much with the physics and uh, kind of like the uh, visuals and it's always top of the line, but it always feels like this thing is under so much pressure and it's about to buckle and it usually does and when it does it's all over the internet and that becomes the story of battlefield at least to begin with i think this is a good opportunity and i hope they're taking this opportunity to release a version of the new battlefield that doesn't succumb to that as much because i know for myself the last few battlefields i've bought and then very quickly cycled out because of the issues at the start and never come back to and I know that's anecdotal, but I imagine that it's very similar for a lot of people. And I think they want to avoid that this time around. So the delay definitely feels like the right move.
2: Yeah. And when you look at the dates, right? I looked up Call of Duty comes out November 5th. And that is a tight squeeze, right? That's two two gigantic multiplayer first-person shooters in November, followed by a Halo Infinite uh, early in December. And talking about what you're talking about with... Hey, how are you gonna launch? You know, you, a game like this requires a smooth launch, or at least could really use a smooth a smooth launch in order to uh, keep that player base going and 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 build off of that momentum. Because it's easier to start off good than to start off shaky and then get good later. With a launch with with a launch slate like this, you don't really have the space to fuck up. You know, like if Battlefield 2042 has a first week that is super shaky and servers suck and it's buggy and all these things two weeks later there's a halo <laughs> like you yeah. can't you you can't do that right people are going to have places to go especially when call of duty is call of duty it is a full price full price first person shooter except for warzone which is free but it call of duty is also the game that sells the most every single year call of duty doesn't really have to worry about how are we going to sell this to people people are going to buy call of duty halo mm-hmm. infinite multiplayer is literally free and halo infinite uh, single player campaign is on game pass and also it. it for people who for the people who don't have game pass which if you're a diehard xbox fan that is going to play halo i don't know why you don't have game pass but if you don't have game pass you're still probably going to get a halo if you're a halo fan right like halo doesn't really have to worry about that as much halo has its own things to worry about i know people talk about 343 and like you know is halo infinite going to be another halo 5 is it going is it going to go back to the the greatness that we love the, um, that we love from the, from classic halo games that's its own conversation battlefield 2042 is the one that we've been talking about for months in terms of is battlefield 2042 going to thrive as a premium 60 dollar uh first person shooter multiplayer game in a in a space where that has become less and less viable unless you're a call of duty or unless you are a like huge name huge, like a, a, a name of the size of call of duty right yeah. like call of duty is the only one that's doing it for that type of multiplayer game. still you know unless you're a rainbow six siege or an overwatch or a you know a game with its own twist that has some kind of very unique very quality take on being a multiplayer pvp shooter it's it's hard to really justify uh, a 60 dollars pri- price tag or a full price price tag on a multiplayer first person shooter yeah. right and i think the thing that battlefield 2042 when i look at the previous gameplay trailers and the showcases that they've been in the thing that has attracted me to that game is seeing the big events seeing the the um uh, I forget what the creative mode is called that like basically what the analog is to forge in Halo, right? Yeah. Like seeing that stuff in Battlefield has me like, oh, shit, that looks fun. That looks cool. And historically, I'm not a Battlefield person, but the trailers for this Battlefield have gotten me in to some extent. That said, are they going to stick the landing? That's where they really need to that. Mm. That's where that really needs to come together to get some somebody like me to actually commit to follow through
1: and want to actually continue to play this game. Yeah, at the very least, like we've got a Portal, really. Thank you for yeah. Corey cutting in chat. Yeah. At the very least, we've got an interesting kind of like matchup between these franchises with Halo having free multiplayer um, and Warzone being a massive thing for Call of Duty and then Battlefield trying to find its place um, within the premium market. At the moment, you know, it's exciting, but we can't count on any of those being amazing. What we can count on, though, Blessing, is Delta Rune Chapter 2 coming out this week. Yes, we can. This comes from PC gamer Sean Prescott who writes, Undertale creator Toby Fox released the first installment of the episodic Deltarune series all the way back in 2018. Its follow-up, Chapter 2, was meant to launch last year, but after a long silence, we finally have a firm release date. Friday, September 17. If you're watching this live, that means tomorrow, Friday. Deltarune, which is an anagram of Undertale, which I did not know and it blew my mind. Well done, Toby Fox. Great job. Has a strong resemblance to Fox's enduring cult RPG with the same pixel style and the same surreal sensibilities. That game is called. Uh, I've not heard of this game. It's called Un- Undertale. Under. 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 Undertale. Undertale. Uh, okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like nobody cares about that. This second <laughs> chapter will follow directly from the first, and if you've uh, still got Delta Rune Chapter One save data at hand, you'll be able to continue right off from where you left off. Uh, As per the Deltarune website, just make sure you've watched the credits of the first chapter. Uh, The website adds that you don't need to worry about save transfers anyway, so as long as you generally remember what happened story was, you should be okay. Um, It looks like Deltarune Chapter 2 will be releasing through Deltarune's website. No word as of yet on Steam or other storefronts. First chapter was free. Chapter 2 will have a price tag, according to a trailer for Chapter 1 what the price tag is we're not sure yet we'll find out tomorrow um blessing first of mm-hmm. all uh, we'll have a question that comes from Sapphire, diamond ruby uh, related to this after but first of all i know you're a huge undertale fan and you uh, you played uh, deltarune how do you feel mm-hmm. about this surprise release i'm shocked i it's funny because last
2: week they announced the, so the way they they announced this right was through an Undertale anniversary stream where they played through the entire the entirety of Deltarune 1 with Toby Fox. And I saw the announcement of that stream last week and part of me was like, "Oh, that's cool. I wonder if there's going to be Deltarune news?" Probably not. That's I'm that's hoping for him too much. That'd be crazy <laughs> if they did anything Deltarune uh new Deltarune related. When I, when they started a uh, uh announcing they or teasing this last night, right? Like the way they did it was during the Deltarune stream they finished playing Deltarune and then they brought up a menu that was continue to chapter 2 and that's where i started to see people on twitter go crazy cuz i wasn't watching the stream i was doing my own thing i just happened mm. to be scrolling through twitter and i saw some pe- i saw people tweeting out like the Hey like they're b- about to play Deltarune Chapter 2 oh, and wow. seeing that I immediately popped into the stream and they played I, I, they played a few minutes of it maybe it was just a trailer I couldn't tell whether it was actual gameplay or a trailer because the way they did it was very smooth but they basically played a little bit and then that transitioned into Deltarune Chapter 2 is coming out this Friday and it's funny because uh you know we we talk about our fantasy draft all the time that we did for gamescast Mm -hmm. early in the year where me greg imran khan and tim gettys each drafted games that are gonna um uh that we thought were going to perform well on open critic in the year of 2021 and the the meme from that fantasy draft is tim getty's fantasy draft where if (laughs) you look at it Tim Geddes thought 2021 was going to be the greatest year of all time for video games, apparently. And like you look through his list, and there's at least, let's see, uh three, six, there's like seven not uh not releasing games on his thing so far that have been announced not to release. But then he has like other games like Final Fantasy 16 in there. He has Bayonetta 3, he has Breath of Wild 2, he has Hellblade 2, he has God of War Ragnarok. Like Tim, he has Last of Us factions. Tim Geddes' list is the list of dreams. <laughs> the the least likely game on there, the least likely game on there would have been Deltarune. If you had asked me, hey, which one of these, if any of these are not releasing in 2021, which of these are not releasing? And I would have said, oh, out of all these, Deltarune. The fact that Deltarune Chapter 2 was announced blows my mind. And I'm very excited because Toby Fox is one of those dudes who, if somehow you missed Undertale and somehow you missed Deltarune Chapter 1, it, like his games are very indie right like he's he's kind of the sole visionary for these games he has help from other people for like music and art and, and other things but for the most part like he's churning away at these things he's doing the bulk of the work yeah. on creating these games and he's created a cult following around these games that are essentially earthbound inspired slash um uh, fuck, what was the RPG game that came out last year that we released based off of the RPG that was out in, P- in on the PS1 Moon? Uh, mm-hmm. Moon and RPG Tale or some shit like that, right? Like, Undertale takes inspiration from Earthbound and that, and you know, creates its own cast of characters, has its own quirky story, but there's so much heart and so much warmth and so much like creativity and uniqueness in that story in that game that people just flock to it and people love it including myself and including people like uh barrett courtney isn't that right barrett
4: god i i didn't realize like how much like undertale and like even delta meant to me until like i think it was like last year i like uh replayed it on stream uh and uh, like the way that the the ending of undertale like hits me was like god damn like i I didn't realize that this was in my like top three games of all time but it, mm. it, it's up there and yeah I remember when you know like Deltarune was like weirdly announced as like that survey like file thing that you had to go download and uh, I remember <clears throat> I sat next to Brendan Graber uh, at IGN we both downloaded it at the same time and we we're both like what the hell is this and like going through chapter one was such like a a crazy time because we didn't think it was like a game that you could play for like three or four hours. We thought it was just going to be like this, like twenty minute thing. So that I remember that being so special, and the fact that like we're getting chapter two tomorrow is just so crazy, and I'm so excited. My question: the reason I came in here though, blessing. Mm-hmm. My question is: does this count for Tim's fantasy critic league? Because I feel like he drafted Deltarune in assumption that the entire game was going to come out. This is just Deltarune oh. chapter two. Well, like, does that count for him?
2: I'm going
1: to say he was was
2: convinced like the entire game was going to come out this year. And I was like, there's no way (laughs) that's how it was supposed to happen. If you remember after Delta Ruin chapter one came out, Toby Fox put up a post that was like, hey, the rest of Delta is going to be one drop. I'm not doing a chapter system. Right. After this is going to be the rest of Deltarune. So I have Deltarune Chapter Two might be the rest of the game, unless he's pivoting and is doing a a, a chapter based thing. Like I, that, I that that is all still a mystery of wait, what. Exactly let me this bring
4: is. Uh, no. Let me bring up a tweet because I feel like he tweeted also last night that like this is like what we were able to give for now or something like that. Or I might be misremembering that, but I feel like there was even though like we're drop the Chapter Two is dropping. Um, it sounded like there might still be more after chapter two, but I, I might okay. be misremembering Which that. Which could
2: make sense as a pivot, because in that same blog post where Toby Fox talked about how the rest of the game is going to be uh, one drop, he also talked about how, yeah, this is going to take a while. Like It's going to take forever to me to to put out this game, and so don't expect it anytime soon. Like Be patient and all this stuff. Him pivoting to being like, cool, actually, no, I am going to go back to a chapter system. We're going to do it in chapters. Makes sense for actually putting this thing out in a timely manner. Cause it seems like he really wants to craft something that is that for somebody who is the sole visionary of this thing and somebody who is the, the dude doing the bulk of the work is going to take him a long time to do because mm. video games, however small or big do take time to make. Uh, and for whatever he wants to do with this thing, it seems like he makes, he wants to make it seem, seemingly bigger and longer than uh, Undertale was. And so like, you know, this is, I, I think this is a decent way to do it if he's going to do it. Um, and yeah, like, i'm i have so many questions on on how this is going to pick up from Deltarune one you know i've seen people in chat going back and forth of like should they play undertale should they play under, uh, Deltarune? i'll say everybody should play undertale i think undertale yes. i'm with barrett that is one of my favorite games ever and it's not going to be for everybody you know i know people there are plenty of people that are going to be like undertale's overrated and like i get it right like it's a weird like it, the, it's funny because when i when i talk about undertale being one of my favorite games it is hard to sell it aside from the fact that i just connected to it i just connect to it a lot it's not the most graphically impressive yeah. game. There are games yeah. with better art styles. The soundtrack is, like, amazing. I'm not going to say there are games with better soundtracks. But, like, the soundtrack in there is is incredible. But if it's not not your jam, I also get it. You know, like, the character work isn't the best character work of all time. The story isn't the greatest story of all time. But I think, for me, it's the way that all of these things come together as a whole. But then also how fresh and unique it is as a game, period, does so much for me in terms of wanting to play something that... Feels fresh and different and unique and, and, and new and that has a very specific sense of humor, has a very specific mm-hmm. tone, has a very, very specific vibe. I think that's the reason why so many people connect to it, not necessarily the fact that, you know, it is Last of Us levels of quality or anything, anything like that. Mm. Um, it's a, it's I, a I very... Would say, I should check it out.
4: It's a very unique world and with very charming characters, especially in in, in Undertale. I need to play I need to replay Deltarune uh, chapter one before I get into chapter two, because there's like some blanks here and there of like I, I kinda remember some aspects uh for people who are like wondering if they need to play Undertale before they play uh before they try out Deltarune. Uh I would say that the experience of playing Undertale beforehand, like probably enhances your experience with Deltarune, but i don't think it's uh, entirely necessary there's uh, like a lot of lore things and like hints of like how the two games possibly are connected uh that you might get into if you uh get to play both but i wouldn't say it's entirely necessary
2: but that's just yeah. that's i just would cool. suggest i would suggest it like oh 100%. i don't think there's i don't think there's a rush to play Deltarune if you want to play undertale beforehand uh mm-hmm. and so i would say yeah like if if you have any interest Undertale's on all platforms, See, when on Vita, if you want to mm-hmm. play it on Vita, uh, play that and then download Deltarune and then get into Chapter 2 with us all on Friday and have a good time.
1: I guess like the natural jumping off point is Sapphire Diamond Ruby's question, which was with Deltarune's surprise announcement and of the release date last night for Chapter 2, what do you think of this type of marketing and announcement reveal? Something this close to the actual release date, both as media slash journalists and for fans? uh like thanks always have a fantastic day I, we spoke to the the fan side of it uh, inevitably and naturally you're very excited about it but is there any part of you that's like damn I wish I had more time you know or, or, or there was more of a heads up to cover it
2: for this no because this game has one the cult following and the i guess it has the 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 indiness of it <laughs> right where like if this is a if this is last is part 3 or if this was half-life 3 or if this was a a game that had like if this is a huge AAA game that everybody is 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 all paying attention to at the same time then yeah i'm right there with you right it, that had to get distributed and, and reviewed and all this stuff i'm totally with you that like um oh man i i i would wish that I, that i had more time to cover it or i'd wish that mm-hmm. i had more uh leeway or more of a build up to it because blindsiding people with that I think just does so, does so much in terms of inconveniencing content creators and journalists and you know fans who may want to like uh, have more time to experience this thing or schedule out time to experience this thing. Deltarune is one of those ones where, Deltarune chapter two, I don't expect to be longer than three yeah. hours. Maybe it's three to four hours, but then also it's small enough to where you are like that is the way that you get that fan base excited you know i wouldn't want to have like this lead up to delta room because i think that's one of those things that can become uh like overbearing and not as fun with a game like this you know like i, I think about how many times people asked for hollow knight uh Song at yeah. every single presentation people are like is this where hollow knight Song is going to be i think you know if hollow knight Song came through and was like hey we're dropping in we're dropping next week I think about the the announcement to lead up of how that week's going, right? People are getting excited. People are getting hyped. People are ready to play this thing, and you yeah. jump into it, and like it's not as, you know, big and and uh, uh, like it's not as eventful as like a I guess long ass Last of Us Part Three uh, uh, media uh, 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 lineup, right? But like, you know, you're able to you're able to do that because it's smaller. I think Deltarune is in the same place. where you are able to do that because it's smaller.
1: Yeah, I think especially for, like, Undertale slash Toby Fox related experiences, surprise drops are kind of the important, it's an important part of that. Like, that Undertale in many ways came out of nowhere and took the world by storm. And I feel like the strategy for Toby Fox has been to do the same with pretty much everything. Um, So, you know, surprise games make sense for this. Although not all surprise games and surprise announcements are created equal. And blessing, I'm about to drop one on you. There's a new wipeout game. Oh shit. Wipeout rush is a new game in PlayStation's legendary racing series, writes EuroGamers Tom Phillips. And it's coming, blessing to PS5. iPhone and Android, iPhone oh, and Android, oh, early oh, 22,
4: shit. baby. Oh.
1: Here it comes. Uh, yes, this is an official Wipeout game, writes Tom Phillips, uh, at least in name anyway. The debut trailer uh, clearly shows PlayStation trademarks at the end. It will feature unique, you know what you want in a, in a racing game like Firepower, Wipeout, a futuristic racing game. Here it comes, the feature you want from it, unique card-based racing <laughs> and a single-player campaign. <laughs> Who's ready for that? Uh, why Tim, that Raj? sounds
2: like an ad lib. It sounds like you. It sounds like <laughs> somebody put in a bunch of blanks and just gave you like a thing to fill out. And I was I like, wish, "Cool, let's make this into a press release." I,
1: I wish that were true because then I would turn it into somehow and turn it into a Soulsborne game. But no, it is instead a unique card-based racing game with a single-player campaign. It's developed by Rogue Games, a studio set up by former IGN journalist and co-founder Matt Casamassina. Uh, IGN oh. has the uh, exclusive on that game reveal um, and in a quote, Custom uh, Sina said, if I want that visceral, immersive, intense racing experience, I'll find it waiting on PlayStation. But at the same time, we're delighted that we could rethink Wipeout for mobile with some fun new play mechanics and gorgeous visuals. We hope fans will come to it with an open mind because although different, we're proud to bring Wipeout, the Wipeout franchise back into focus with a fresh take on the formula. Wipeout fans will likely spot returning tracks and ships in the trailer. The game also includes a comic book style story and runs at 60 frames per second. How you feel about that, Blessing?
2: And, Tam, I feel literally nothing. I feel nothing. I, uh, I am in 100% a, this agreement. A, this is, like, more of an interesting one than, like, a, like like, why? <laughs> why are they putting out a card-based Wipeout mobile game? Like, I, I I have um, questions on multiple levels. One, why are they releasing a mobile wipeout game? You know, cool, make your thing, money, I'm sure I'm sure there's reasons. Two, why is it card-based? I think... Right, the I questions think, come in waves. Yeah.
1: I th- this, as sad as... Like, I'm all for this. I'm gonna check it out. I'm open-minded as Matt has requested to see it. I think that there is some questions to be asked in... of Sony in terms of what are you doing? Are you thinking about the perception of this? Because... People love Liverpool Studio, which got shut down fairly unceremoniously. People love this franchise. There is a dearth of racing games, first-party racing games, in the PlayStation portfolio. And Wipeout, along with Motorstorm and Gran Turismo, stands as like one of the top... I think Wipeout is perhaps the most distinct franchise they have in their portfolio. So to bring it back as this is kind of like... Mm, are you doing yourself any favors you're definitely signing up for an uphill climb and then adding something like card-based mechanics onto it is it feels like you're signing up to do a lot of work to convince people into buying this generally you don't want to be taking a franchise that you know people love and then convincing them into buying it it should be something where hey that franchise you love is a new game and everyone goes yay and then they buy it whereas this is you- the
2: opposite do you think, for them, they don't think a new Wipeout game is going to perform on as on the AAA stage on a console? Do you think I, they're like, if
1: we're going to bring back Wipeout, this is the way we have to do it? I think that PlayStation Studios is very focused on a specific type of game. And outside of Gran Turismo, racing games isn't that. Like they are all about making character driven action games in the style of Ghost of Tsushima, in the style of Uncharted, Last of Us, uh, God of War, Horizon. Those are the things that they make, whether they have that's not to say they don't value their other franchises. I don't think this is the right time for it, which is a shame because I feel like Wipeout could absolutely do extremely well i think it would do much better than something like twisted metal which got another go on around and was not really received well yeah. um and, and is like, about to get another go around yeah and is about to get more love i don't understand i i mean like clearly someone at sony is looking at mad max and going people love that shit let's just put the make that but for our clown ice cream van game and that's what we're getting but i wish that they gave you know Every now and then, they take an opportunity to test the waters with a game. Like, you know, they'll be with a franchise and put out something new that's a little perhaps smaller in scale to see if people respond to it. I wish they had done that again with Wipeout in a way that was familiar to everyone. Like, I know we had the HD versions, but a new, like, pared-down Wipeout experience for PlayStation 5. Like, imagine how amazing that could look. Imagine how amazingly that could sound. And imagine how that would feel in your hands with the deal sense. Like that could be a really special racing game. Sadly, that's not to be. Um, and I just feel like they're not up for it right now.
2: Yeah, it's fun it's it's funny because when we look at the PlayStation portfolio of games, you know, they have the big PlayStation Studios titles, the ones that you mentioned, right? The ghosts of Tsushima's Horizons, Uncharted, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But then they do have that, I'd say, lower tier of and maybe this is a launch slate thing uh but they have their destruction all-stars which they pick up and they promote and they give the push and all that stuff and that was a game that nobody from the get-go seemed to have any interest in you know like i kind of want to play i kind of wanted to play destruction all-stars but i didn't expect greatness from it and playing it that game didn't hit and i don't really know anybody that fell in love with destruction all-stars why couldn't that have been wiped out and of course i'm I'm stuck in two places with it where I want new games to be greenlighted or greenlit. I want new games to be able to uh, 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 have a shot and try and all this stuff. Right. But if you're putting out games that are going to hit that, let's say double A sphere, but don't have, I guess the vision and inspiration behind them to actually be something cool and something that's rad that, that people are going to flock to spring back, wipe out, <laughs> just have wipe out, fill sure, that yeah. space, bring back something that people love and have it, have it fill that space as opposed to, crapping out something that, does, that d- doesn't have
1: the stuff. All I'm saying is, Nintendo refuses to make a new F-Zero. Sony refused. Sony could have stepped in and been like, hey, F-Zero fans, we got something for you over here, and it's already a proven franchise, and that would have been it. But sadly, it wasn't to be at all. Mm. Also, what we're, we're, not gonna, we're not sure whether it is to be or not to be. A new Switch controller confidentiality filings reveal nintendo seems to be planning a brand new switch controller this comes from vgc and my former co-worker and very good friend chris scullion who writes nintendo is planning a new switch controller which is likely to be revealed within the next six months a confidentiality agreement has revealed the mysterious new product simply described as game controller was submitted to the FCC recently, accompanied by a number of letters requesting confidentiality on its details. Clearly those letters were not strong enough because that confidentiality did not hold. Unlucky FCC and Nintendo. The letters request that all photos of the controller, its manual, its block diagram and its schematics be kept secret for up to six months until Nintendo is ready to announce. All that stuff is on the internet now. Unlucky. Please be advised that the following information is to be held in confidence for 180 days. Basically, that is what they're talking about. And the controller has the model name HAC043, which confirms it as a switch peripheral as all previous switch hardware have used the HAC prefix. Um, The only information available for the device at the moment is that a radio test report, which tests the safety of the controller's wireless signals, This test shows that the controller was plugged into HAC002, Nintendo's AC adapter for testing, which implies that the controller has a USB-C port. Um, Oh, shit. Long story short, uh, there is a diagram of it, and it looks very, very blocky. The interesting thing is the peripheral could be related to recent reports that Game Boy and Game Boy Color games are set to be added to the Switch online service very soon. Sources reportedly confirmed to Nintendo Life earlier this month that Game Boy and Game Boy Color games are likely to be added really soon, making them the third retro library available on the service. Um, Eurogamer reported that its own sources could corroborate the claim and that other systems could also be in the work for Switch Online. So, there's been some mock-ups, including one which Chris did himself, of like a doc-style um, controller which you put the switch into, and then you play uh, Game Boy games handheld. What do you think this controller is, Blessing?
2: I think the Game Boy angle is very fascinating, especially coming off of the reports we talked about recently with the with the um, reported Game Boy games coming to Switch. I find that fascinating because I wouldn't have expected some kind of Game Boy specific controller to be green, green lit alongside that in the way that you have the NES controller like you use to play NES online games. I don't know why I didn't I didn't think of that. I think it's just the fact of with the Game Boy, like the Game Boy is literally the I mean it's a handheld, right? Like, why would you yeah. <laughs> turn that into its own thing? Like, is that gonna have a screen if you do it? Like, is it just going to be the bottom half of the Game Boy that you're holding and using as a controller? That seems weird, right? Like, I yeah, I have a lot of questions in terms of how that would be executed. What I would love, which I don't think this is, but I would love some kind of Switch um uh Switch pro, pro controller, you know, like a a pro controller that's like elite. Right, like whatever, yeah. like the analog to the Xbox Elite controller is for for Nintendo Switch, I think that could be cool because I really like the Switch Pro controller, but it's not the it's not high tech. It's it has it has that toy feel to it uh, for me, where like it doesn't feel as high tech as a Dual Sense doesn't feel as high yeah. tech as what Xbox has. It ha- it's in that space where it still feels like it's rooted in classic Nintendo. Hey, we still make toys here, uh, and the Pro controller is the closest thing I think they've gotten to something that feels um aligned with other companies controllers but i'll love if they had some kind of revision or step up that was cool you have the switch pro controller now here's here's the switch controller for like the gamer ass gamers out there that mm. has what paddles in the back that has um uh i don't know man like adaptive triggers <laughs> like the ps5 has i'll love something like that but that is me dreaming big and that's me like wishing for a thing as opposed to thinking that this is that
1: yeah i think i think you're I think my my I'm on the uh, similar lines where I would love like a high-end controller for it. Um, do you think, and this is pure speculation, I've not actually pulled on this thread in my mind properly, do you think it could have anything to do with the sudden enabling of like Bluetooth uh, headset pairing? Like, would that factor in in any way? That could be interesting. One of the things um, I was thinking about yesterday
2: was about how for uh, maybe i was talking to kevin about this was about how like for the bluetooth headphones you can't you can't uh communicate through them like they, they don't have the microphone enabled for in-game chat ridiculous. and that's mainly because Ninten- it's ridiculous and that's mainly because nintendo doesn't support in-game but, chat as well as the other platforms right like they want reason, you to go through the phone fortnite mm. lets you do it on the switch
3: so if you have yeah. a wired adapter, what games yeah. do let you do that and it's just like nintendo why are you so lame Why? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and like, I
2: I, I wonder if there's a way that you can have a controller that implements, um, maybe you connect your Bluetooth to the controller instead, and, or maybe, maybe the, the, the Switch controller doesn't have, hold on, where's my, where's my Pro controller? No, that's not. My, that's my Luna controller. The Switch controller <laughs> doesn't have the microphone input, right? Or like yeah. a e- earbud input. So maybe is maybe it could be something regarding that. Like I would love, I would love some kind of shift for Nintendo to shift off of the voice chat app and actually do that stuff natively on the platform. And mm. the way you would do that would be to. Add in a like a uh, three point five millimeter jack into the, the um, controller, and then also enable Bluetooth uh, 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 functionality with microphone. But again, we're thinking yeah. we're thinking too advanced for Nintendo. Nintendo has proven time and time again that they don't give a fuck about standards. <laughs> they do what they're gonna do, and so I expect a Game Boy brick as a controller from this.
1: Well, Nintendo might not care about standards, but we definitely do care about standards. And right about now is where kind of funny games daily viewers you would be watching the ad so it's time
0: to roll some ads baby this episode is brought to you by hbo max if you're here you probably love video games but sometimes we have to face the cold hard truth we can't game all the time sometimes we got to kick back and watch some movies and some tv too so it's a good thing hbo max is here to save the day with all of your favorite dc content hbo max has an expansive superhero collection to feed your fandom greg miller is stoked of course they've got wonder woman they got justice league star girl batwoman hbo shazam suicide squad the list goes on of course plus the streaming platform lets you download your favorite titles and take them with you on the go all the bingeable collections handpicked by humans not robots personally i've been enjoying a whole bunch of different things uh over on hbo i love all the day and date releases we know we got the matrix now coming out in december that's really exciting to look forward to we got malignant i'm about to watch that this weekend check out some of the best superhero content and so much more only on hbo max get streaming today by going to hbom.ax kind of funny dc that's hbom.ax slash kinda funny dc next up shout out to rooster teeth's last laugh season two i was a huge fan of season one uh mainly because my boy alfredo was in it but season two can't wait for it here's the whole pitch for it do not laugh it's part game show part social experiment 100 evil laugh challenge spectacular last laugh returns for a second season with 12 contestants gathered for six hours to see who literally laughs last if they laugh smile or smirk they're eliminated and prevented from dethroning season one champion the homie blaine gibson Uh, the host of the show jeff ramsey and elise willem so that's super awesome they have a new collection of surprises but will there be enough to break the contestants we'll have to find out uh last laugh season two debuts september 9th on rooster teeth but you can catch up on all of season one right now
3: one
1: And the final story on the docket for today is a quick hit, because I know that this is something that specifically Blessing is keen to hear. And I know that many kind of funny best friends who still have the heart of a child, or are in fact children, will be glad to hear is Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl confirms an October release date. Um, So it's coming out on October 5th of this year. Uh, It's headed to the Nintendo eShop. Uh, uh and it is gonna weigh in at 2.9 gigabytes um how you oh, feel man. you feeling good about that that weighty 2.9 gigabytes of nickelodeon smash brothers cloning you up for i'm it? so excited for this i know people hate on it
2: because they're not expecting greatness which is fair you shouldn't expect greatness but there's a lot of promising things to this to, to this game right like when you look at the the roster i think is exciting the developer that's working on it has a history of making pretty decent smash clones and if this is a decent Smash clone featuring Nickelodeon characters, I'm down for it. Like I'll play this um uh for at least a day, right? Like and I'm and I'm fine with having a day of fun with this thing, if not more. If I can get my friends into this, then yeah. maybe that day turns into a week, right? Like that is the hope for me: <laughs> is that the game is good enough that I can convince Barrett and other folks to hop in with me online, and I'm squaring up, right? I'm picking Cora, he's picking Catdog, and we're having a good time. <laughs> like that, that is that is the hope for me. I hope it's I hope it's decent. I hope it's good. But either way, I'm looking forward to it because, again, what they've shown, what there there have been the funny thing is with the rollout to this, they've been doing exclusives with other outlets uh and so like i think ign had an exclusive like gameplay uh, reveal for like a specific mechanic or whatever and the things that they're showing off are actually pretty impressive like they've shown they've shown off wave dashing they've shown off certain mechanics that like me- smash melee players are gonna look at and go oh that's pretty cool like it's pretty wild that this has this um like you know maybe the netcode is gonna be fantastic uh, as opposed to other smash games literally smash uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited for the October 5th release date. I need mm-hmm. to take a look at the Blessing Super Fun Games release calendar to see if uh, that is a busy time because that strikes me as a time that might have other games coming out. But you know,
1: until then, like yeah. I'm, 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 I'm vibing. I'm, I'm loving this. Uh, well, Blessing, I'll pledge at least a week of playtime to it oh, to you. Go. Um, and then you've got uh, until October 5th to convince a few others. October 5th is pretty far away. I so say you do have a lot of time. But, blessing, if I wanted to know what's coming to Mama and Grub Shops today, where would I look? You would go to
2: the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kinda Funny Games Daily Show hosts
1: each and every weekday. Keeping it tight today, we've got a few games coming yeah. out. We've got Eastwood. Eastwood. baby! Dude,
2: I started uh, that last night. Is it any good? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, I've not gotten far enough to say whether it's like You know a great game or not but the i love the art style i got i did a few of the combat sequences those are really fun and it has i just love the energy and the the setting of it because it has kind of an earthbound i I compare everything to earthbound i feel like but like it does have kind of an earthbound like i guess tone to it in terms of like it being uh set and more of a I was going to say modern, but I don't even know if modern is the way to put it, because yeah. Earthbound takes place in the city. This is more of in a post-apocalyptic wasteland situation, but it's not like a fantasy RPG, right? Like, this has more of a unique vibe to it. It has that, but also it seems like it is it is the energy and writing of something like an Earthbound mixed with the combat and gameplay of something like a Zelda and, you know, that really speaks to me in terms
1: of in terms of uh, setup. And so like so far, I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I'm excited to check it out. And if you want to check it out, you can check it out on Nintendo Switch. Windows PC uh, is out today. And I also want to take a moment to thank Kevin for uh, sliding in uh, and covering for my mistake. I forgot to stop for the jingle, but he got there. <laughs> yeah. In <So> cool. yeah. <laughs> right at the end. and I was like, it that, was that was smooth. Still counts. It still counts. Still counts. Didn't screw that up. Another game coming out today is Skatebird, which is out on Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, Windows PC. And my favorite uh, review of Skatebird currently is Barrett Courtney saying, I'm about to play Skatebird. And then a, later, a tweet coming, uh, quote tweet again, I'm going back to playing Deathloop, <laughs> which is <was> like, <laughs> yikes. Man, uh, I had that set on my Switch. I want to try that out too. Yeah, I want to check it out as well because because the novelty value of it. And then finally, we've got Superliminal and Iron Fish are now available on Game Pass on PC and consoles. New dates. Uh, The big new date we've already discussed is Battlefield 2042, which has been delayed to November 19th, 2021. Fingers crossed for that being good. And then no more barriers in multiplayer. Thanks to Crossplay, Virtual Farmers can play Farming Simulator 22 together regardless of their preferred system. uh, Enables fans to join each other's experiences, platform independent, and enjoy the creative freedom of cooperative farming together when the game releases on November 22nd for the PC, Mac, PlayStation 5 registered trademark, Xbox Series X, S, PlayStation 4 registered trademark, Xbox One. And what is that? Whoa, it's the Stadia. start st- st- start start stadia isn't that what you isn't that what you put in like drinks sugar-free, like, uh, sugar free uh, like sugar uh, like a sweetener thing is that not the same thing you know I the know the reference you're making sugar. and I can't pull it uh, intro- oh, what is Steve- the reference that's Stevia. Stevia, my bad, my Stevia, bad. Stevia, thank bad, you. Bad, I bad, was
2: like, Stevia. I was like, I know the bake he's making, and I want it but I can't, I can't pull the actual name of the product. <laughs> that
1: was me. That, like Stadia, was, Stadia. that was That was a. I threw the ball for the assist for the dunk, and Blessing just sailed no, past that, it. Exactly. It, <laughs> that was one of those one of the
2: ones where you're playing NBA Street Volume Two. You know, the character hops up for the alley oop. You throw it, and just like it, just fucking zooms right past. <laughs>
0: <it>. <laughs> Which, Deal. by the way.
2: So by the way, before you get Go to uh, deals of the day, yeah. I do want to shout out, I pulled up my uh, blessing Super Fun Games calendar for 2021 to look, to see what is coming out around the same time as Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl. And a couple days later, you're getting Far Cry 6 and Metroid Dread, but,
1: you know, who cares? <laughs> oh, boy. Before
2: that, the previous game that's coming up before that, the week before is Hot Wheels Unleashed. And if you're talking about a back-to-back week of just pure... Double A nostalgia <laughs> of video games. We're talking about Hot Wheels Unleashed, followed by Nickelodeon's All Star Brawl. We got to find um, a name for that week. We might call it—I don't know, man—Blessings Super Fun Games Week, <laughs> Spectacular, or some yeah, shit. but I'm yeah. very excited for that week. Blessings B Game
1: Week. B for The B Game Week. The B Game Week. Um, a. Deals. <laughs> deals of the day. Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Xbox Digital is uh, almost twenty dollars at Newegg. I'm gonna round these bads up. Honestly, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, oh, uh, or is... you just cut out uh, the last whole sentence. You did want to do that over. Yeah, did I? Uh, that is my internet kicking in. It's the evening in the UK. So that's when all the ISPs are like, let's wrap this up, everyone. No more hey, no internet sleep. for anyone. Uh Immortals Phoenix Rising Xbox Digital is 1979 at New Egg. It turns also... out
2: you didn't cut out. You just cut out for me. <laughs> so oh, okay, me. sweet. sweet, sweet. Right
1: uh, Assassin's Creed King Valhalla is also uh, 1979 at New Egg. Undertale, if you're looking to pick up Deltarune, which is free, you can get the uh precursor to it, Undertale, on PS4, and you get Vita Crossbuy for $8.99 on the US PlayStation Plus. And then THQ Nordic is celebrating its 10th anniversary this year, and they're having a digital party. You can join them on their first digital showcase on September 17th at 9 p.m. CST. That's 12 p.m. PST, 8 p.m. BST, 10 p.m. MSK. I don't even know where MSK is. That shit sounds made up. Uh, and
2: will
1: we be will. Stream- I was. I say was, yeah, we will be reacting live to it, mm-hmm. right?
2: They mentioned that it will be streamed on YouTube, Twitch, and Steam. Uh. Yeah. And they'll also... We'll also give you a present. Claim two free games and keep them forever. Details below. Uh, yeah. But we will be re- reacting to that live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games at noon our time. And so get hyped
1: for that. Hopefully, we'll see some Sans stuff. For sure. Now, because it is a time show, we are obviously overrunning and I'm committing to it. We're going to go into reader mail. So if you can you can write into patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where you can uh, get your question read on the show, just like. The Sheep Whisperer, who says, Cory Barlog has gone on record stating God of War Ragnarok will complete the Norse story of Kratos, and went on to say that they felt that prolonging the conclusion to the third game uh, was stretching it out too far, far too long, sorry. Uh, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say completing an epic story like this uh, one in only two installments feels odd. Uh, especially when the modern media and pop culture has ingrained the idea of a trilogy in our minds for so long and for better or for worse. While it is odd, that is not to say that it is wrong deci- the wrong decision. What are your opinions on having this story conclude in two installments rather than three? How do you feel?
2: If that's the vision for it, then I'm I'm all for it. I don't think everything has to be a trilogy. In fact, I think that's kind of exciting, the fact that we're gonna get the follow-up to Ragnarok and it or the follow-up to the to God of War 2018. And it's going to wrap up in in Ragnarok. And what that means is the next God of War that's going to be PS5 exclusive, not tethered back by a previous generation. Not that the next one is going to be tethered back, but you get what I mean. Is going to be, what, a brand new story, a brand new region. It's going to take place in a new mythology, you know, possibly. That, for me, gets me hyped, right? Like, God of War Ragnarok, I'm already super hyped for. Like, I'm on 10 with that game. I'm ready to play it right now when that game wraps up, that means that by the time we finish that, we we don't know what the future is. We're looking, maybe they'll probably tease it in Rock and Rock, but regardless, that gives us a clean slate to look forward to something brand new, and that's the thing that I like, because with where PlayStation Studios is at with a lot of their studios, I feel like there's a lot of expectation. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about on PSLW that Uh, Spider Man 2 was a thing that we always assumed exists. We know what that game is going to be for the most part. Uh, the next I can I can assume right now, Sucker Punch probably working on another Ghost of Shima game. I can assume right now, Horizon Forbidden West, after Horizon Forbidden West, they're probably going to make Horizon 3, um, Gorilla, and so whatever. What In whatever ways that big AAA studios that are tied to these publishers that have uh, standards, that have expectations, that have um, uh, wants and needs for what the, um, what's sequelizing your franchise looks like. I like the idea that for God of War, they can go, actually, this iteration is going to be done in a duology and we're going to make sure that we're keeping this franchise fresh by moving on to the next one and, and continuing to telling, continuing to tell new and fresh
1: stories. Yeah, 100% agree with you, and I think that the kind of media training that we've got out of a lot of uh, entertainment these days comes from things like, you know, movies and almost TV shows as well. I feel like games are a different kind of beast, especially the God of War games, uh, the last one anyway, because it was massive. That's like 40 hours where a story is being told. Uh, Huge, huge story. Um, Multiple kind of like uh, arcs are played out in that one game. So I feel like they can do something similar with this. Um, and I, I'm not really too fast about where, whether they're um, stretching it out or not, or, or whether they should uh, tell it over another two games. It feels like they know what they're doing, and I'm confident that they can deliver on that. Um, yeah, so uh, let's move on to You're Wrong, um, which we've got two major ones. One comes from, uh, one one is Battlefield 2042. is actually $70. Um, rather than 60, which blessing said that comes from yeah. Charles uh, Jacob. To be
2: fair, I'd switch between $60 and also saying full price because in the last previous gen, it is going to be 60 bucks right on PS4 and yeah. Xbox One.
0: And let's not and act then, like you are going to buy it there too.
2: And
1: then, uh... yeah, shut your face, bro. <laughs> Kevin okay, said. Then... Uh, the nanobiologist says Nintendo All Stars is confirmed to have rollback netcode, and in God of War twenty eighteen, they already hinted at other God of War cultures in the universe that can be used, like Egypt and uh, Celtic. Uh, Corey also is also in this world. Okay,
2: okay, you know what? This is what I'm gonna say. All right, I've been I've been holding it back in terms of the Nintendo All Stars hype. <laughs> right someone say i've been holding it back i'm gonna commit i think this game's gonna be good i think nintendo all-stars is gonna be good all right i'm not afraid to say it they've been saying all the right things you're telling me it's gonna have rollback netcode i mean like all you, right uh, i'm excited you, for this thing i'm
1: gonna you, let myself be excited and if i get disappointed i'm disappointed i mean you're not off to a great start you've called it nintendo all-stars or, or sorry twice. nickelodeon all-stars, <laughs> <Nintendo> All-Stars <laughs> is the other one <laughs> <laughs> that was uh nano's fault because he did type nintendo all-stars so yeah but so you know that's what nano. you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna get behind you and i'm gonna say i also think it's gonna be good because i want this to be good for you so i'm i'm excited for you and uh, like i said i've already pledged to playing with you for at least a week um uh, I a will, week, yeah uh, is, is, Zuko, is Zuko in it Zuko's not in it is he no he's not in uh,
2: ang is in it and uh cora
3: uh, is in it i'll, I'll take hang I was gonna say, like, are, do we want to commit to doing it when
2: it comes out? Doing a tournament. For, on, oh, on stream? oh, maybe that's our fighting game tournament. There it we'll is. We've be been trying to figure out what the there fighting game is. tournament is. Maybe that's the tournament. If it's
3: good, we do it once. If it's, gr- uh, I mean, no, no, no. If it's bad, we do it once. If it's
1: great, we do it all the time. I like that. What you should once do I is you, you do you do a tournament in in uh, Nickelodeon All Stars. The winner of that is then like the final boss in a smash brothers tournament Ooh, uh, so you do I love that you I could do that, that. We'll, we'll workshop this uh uh until the game comes out in the oh, meantime okay. let's give you an update on what's happening tomorrow tomorrow's host for kind of funny games daily is once again blessing and the return of the big dog not kevin coelho i use big dog <laughs> incorrectly there um, <laughs> return of the other guy greg miller the other big dog uh, Greg Miller. So it'll be Greg and Blessing tomorrow. Um, if you're watching live on Twitch, you can, what, what else have we got popping this week? I'm not 100% familiar. You've got uh, Metal Gear is already done. Um, is cool. Kevin, what are you
3: playing uh, after playing after, after this with Mike? I, it's either Ghost or Fortnite. I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure. It's one of those two. I'm excited for both. Ah, uh, yeah. You know you want Fortnite, though. You know you I, want I it, do, but it. it's just going to be me and Mike, it looks like. Because everyone else <laughs> seems busy, so... Like, that's not as fun. Mike's only half in. I need people invested. Roger says he has to work.
1: <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? no. Come on, right, Roz. We'll, what's
2: we'll he doing? figure it
1: out. We'll figure it out. And there's plenty of other things going on as well for the rest of the week. So make sure you take advantage of September if you're not already subscribed. Or if you can afford to, give some subs. It's good for the company. It's good for Kind of Funny and the people that work here. And you as well. You get more content. Now it's time for the post show. Uh, are we doing a post show? Yeah, we'll probably do a post show. Uh, support mm-hmm. us at the silver mm-hmm. membership or above on patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games. Get this post show. Um, so make sure that you are supporting on Patreon. And until next time, Game Daily.